Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great to have your company wherever you are now. Jackie Boy, look, it actually pains me to talk about this without your involvement. Mind you, I'm... If you were playing, you probably wouldn't be here. So it's a double-edged sword, whichever way you look at it. But uh, two monster semi-finals um, a weekend. You dearly love to be a part. Mm. Let's be frank about mm, it. Yes. Um, can I get some thoughts from you? Um, firstly, I I find this contest fascinating, Melbourne Brisbane, because I mean I, I think if we go back to halfway through, during the year, maybe it was around ten or eleven, um, the first time, and Brisbane were flying at that stage, and they went all the way down to the MCG, and they took on the Mighty Demons and got waxed. Now Melbourne have had no changes, so Tom McDonald hasn't come in. Petrarca and Sparga look like they're going to play, and for the Brisbane, Oscar McInerney, who we know went out early with a concussion, he's. Not going to come up. Um, Darcy Ford will take his spot. Along with him, Rayner and Answorth are in. And out for the Lions, Mitch Robinson, Matheson, Pryor, um, as mentioned, McInerney. So probably maybe Mitch Robinson plays as the sub. Yeah, I reckon um, Matheson might be the sub there. Do you reckon? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting game. Um, of course, you can you can catch both these games live on SEN Tassie uh, on AFL Nation. Uh, so two big... Really big finals at the MCG. It's, oh, it's what football's made of, Flashman. Huge. Expect to see probably uh, 80, 80 plus there this, this sorry, tonight. Uh, game starts in uh, just under 12 hours from now. And, of course, the big game as well. Collingwood versus Fremantle could be most one of the most one-sided crowds of all time ever since the Tigers rolled around in 2017 against the Giants. But... Interesting one. I mean, Petrarca, um, and I've got to know um, Christian a little bit through 360. Um, I, I think he'll be absolutely fine. Uh, he won't play a, uh, probably as much in the midfield, I think. We might play him up forward a little bit what, more. What sort of what sort of bloke is he just as a while you're talking about him? Yeah, great, great fella. Great fella, yeah. actually. Um, actually, he's got some real leadership qualities there. I mean, when Max Gorn maybe does move on and, and uh, doesn't captain that football club, I wouldn't be surprised if Christian put his put his hand yes. up to do it. Tom McDonald's an interesting one, coming off a of Liz Frank fracture of his foot, which, uh, I mean, that sort of injury um, can sort of end careers. I'm trying to think of the guy from Geelong uh, who we played yep. back for a while ago. Who, uh, oh, yep. gosh. Egan, Egan, Egan. Egan. Matty Egan. Yes. He, he had a Liz Frank fracture and never played again um, yeah. so I mean there is an element of risk there they've sort of been looking for that uh, I feel Phil Melbourne been looking for that pivotal person up forward to go with Ben Ben Brown um, so interesting that he doesn't come in I know McDonald kicked goals has kicked goals in the VFL as well so um, they've decided to go in unchanged risk playing injured plays Flash how do you feel about that Look, I do. That McDonald one's interesting because I'll touch on that for a minute because it probably would have allowed Ben Brown just to get up the ground a little bit more, which I do think at times um, suits the way Melbourne play. Brown's not that bear in the square sort of operator so much, is he? But I thought McDonald might have come in, actually. Um, yeah, that's a fascinating... Well, I, I'll put that back to you. I mean, you went with it, you rolled the champ out last week, Dustin mm. Martin. I mean... I'm not saying you shouldn't have done as if you don't roll out Dustin Martin, but it can backfire even with the very best, can't it? I mean, let's... Yeah, you know, I, yeah. No, look, I, I think you've got to be really calculated in terms of making decisions like that. So, I mean, 
for players like Martin and uh, and Petrarca, I think it's yes. a bit of a no-brainer, really, just to, I think so. to get them out there. I, I think both of those players have just got the mental capacity to push through the, the pain uh, if there's there. I think probably Petrarca at the moment is more the calf than the actual hairline fracture in his leg. Um, but I, I think one, one is okay. Two, you start getting to the tipping point of maybe... Maybe yes. just playing with form a little bit there. So I can understand why they haven't brought McDonald back in just due to the fact that we know Petrarca and Spargo, who got hit in the throat, which was like me probably two days ago, sounded like he couldn't talk. We know that, I don't know whether he's got his voice back yet, uh, but to be honest, your voice when there's 90,000 people at the MCG is irrelevant really when you're calling for the ball. So, uh, But the the Inns of Brisbane is, I think, the, the really interesting ones because Brisbane, yes. they played a really tough brand of football uh, last week and obviously got the win. Charlie Cameron probably played his best game against us, uh, the Tigers, for, for a long time. And it was due to the fact he got up the ground a little bit. And we know that he's, he's struggled on Michael Hibbard. Uh, he's struggled on those taller, quicker types. So obviously Grimes didn't play last week. He usually plays on on Charlie Cameron. So the ability for him to get up the ground. But um, Darcy Ford obviously comes in for Ruck, uh, the Ruck, which... It's interesting because I nearly maybe would have stayed with McStay in the ruck because he was fantastic. He was he was after McInerney went down in the first few minutes. You would think automatically um, advantage to to Richmond in the middle, but um, he competed really well and arguably had probably one of his best games for a while for for the Brisbane Lions. Um, Cam Rayner, he's the he interesting, very very interesting. There's a lot talked about the former number one pick and what he brings to the team, but. He just he just feels like he might be built for finals. Flash. He obviously had a really great finish to a game Slow late in the burn. end of the year. I, I'm, Slow I'm, burn. I've got a big watch on on him coming out. I'm I'm excited to to see what uh, what he brings. And of course the 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 side story to to everything tonight is the fact that these two sides have played twice this year. Melbourne have won comfortably. Smacked. But there is some bad blood, and there will be a little bit of byproduct from what happened last time. Obviously with the uh, Dane Zorko and Harrison Petty situation. How do you feel that'll play out tonight, Flashman? Do we? Do we? Is it just oh, parked, or is there parked? A... I reckon. I mean, there might there might be something at some stage where there's a little bit of a clip and an elbow into the tummy or something. But oh, my question is: is how did Brisbane? I mean, you saw them firsthand last week. In a word, how do they? How do they defy? I mean, they've got people 130 points in two outings this year. Yeah. Can you can you turn that around? I mean, did you see enough last week to suggest yeah. they so, can? So Melbourne will want to turn this into a running race, make the game as yeah. big as and wide as yes. possible because that's one of their strengths. And uh, not not a strength of the Brisbane Lions. They're more of a controlled side. So the, I think uncontested marks will probably be um, – it'll be an indicator on how the Lions are going. If they can march the ball up the ground, sort of get it to centre forward, then get it into what is a really dangerous forward line when they fire – Yes. Uh, that, so, so uncontested marks and the ability to create scores from from inside fifty. So that will be uh, that will be who wins. But I think uh, I think Melbourne should still win this pretty comfortably. Your thoughts? Melbourne by twenty seven points. They reckon talking about Collingwood Fremantle. There's going to be ninety thousand people. For two things. Firstly, I mean not that Collingwood play in front of ninety every week themselves. But what the Fremantle? What, what's it going to do for Fremantle lobbying to the MCG with a full house? And a full house where they're all loud and they're barracking for the carrying bush. Yeah, no, they are. Um, <laughs> they uh, they've played really well in Melbourne this year, Fremantle, whether that's been at Marvel yes. Stadium or at the MCG. So I don't think that'd be daunting. How impressive are those two young men that play in the middle for the Fremantle Dockers in in Andy Brayshaw and uh, and sorry Brayshaw and Sarong? They are two amazing 
amazing midfielders. I think Brayshaw might, I, I Bray might win the uh, Brownlow, by the way. Just the mm. ins and outs very quickly. Ins for Collingwood is Trent Bianco, which is fascinating. He gets his opportunity. Tater Adams has ripped the groin off his bone. Dreadful shame. I reckon they're going to miss him a lot. And Kruger, who was the Medi sub, he's out. No changes for Fremantle. Barley Banfield, who was the Medi sub, is out. No Matt Tabiner again. Defensively, the Dockers are outstanding. Top three in the competition. Um, Collingwood don't score millions of goals, but they win and finish just in front. There's an interesting dynamic there. That we know they're going to defend really well, the Dockers, and but can the Pies kick enough goals? Yeah, no, that's 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 going to be the question. And these sides probably play they play polar opposites. A Fremantle are a very strong defensive side, and maybe a bit reluctant to have that same sort of flair on offense. Uh, and Collingwood just defend, 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 and then run like crazy forward. So it, it, this will be. It's like a game of chess this year. Who blinks first? And you know that Longmuir's got he's got a really great grasp on on what Collingwood looks like. Obviously, coached there for for a few years and would know. Uh, whilst there has been a change of coach with McRae coming in, would would still know a lot of the individuals and their own strengths there. So I know that Collingwood went to West uh, when I went West, sorry, and were able to roll Fremantle this year, but. Um, yeah, no, I've got this one as an uh, an absolute cliffhanger. I think this, uh, I think this a month of foot or this uh, sorry, this round of footy that we had in the finals last week, which is arguably one of the best rounds of footy that we've seen for oh. a long time in every game that matters, could it roll into this week, Flash? And could we have two absolute cliffhangers again? And we know that the kings of the cl- cliffhanger this year, and whilst they didn't get the job done last week, are the Collingwood Football Club. And I think they, uh, in chatting to Jeremy Howell on AFL three sixty last night. They're really confident about where their game's at. So it's like the movie 300, Flashman. There isn't many Dockers people there. There might be maybe more players than supporters there tomorrow night. Uh, And certainly it's going to take an amazing effort to get over the line. And and for that reason, I've just got Collingwood winning. It is a fascinating game. And I gave Collingwood a red-hot chance last week. All the talk was about Geelong. Well, they could have won. They they, they nearly probably should have won. They wasted the ball going forward a little bit too much. Probably didn't get the rub of the green either, I reckon. I reckon if you look at the umps, they didn't. I mean, we will talk about the Ginnivan thing another day. But, yeah, they're terrific. But I feel like the Dockers can compete tomorrow. And, I mean, their mindset going into tomorrow, like Fremantle, as you said, and everyone's barricading for against them. It's going to be loud. How do how do how does Justin Longmuir really steal that into Just the Just wind players? them up, wind them up, and say, boys, there's nothing that can help us. We're it's, we're literally twenty two fighting against a hundred thousand. So Love it. Love it's going it. to be a massive game, and you of course can catch that right here 